Oi, Koichi. Uh, Josuke. Did you see that information that Jotaro sent about Requiem stands? Of course. Uh, Yukako got a hold of that and oh, she started thinking some weird stuff about hair. I didn't know what to think about that. Mm, I mean, on the one hand, it could be great, but on the other hand, it might irrevocably change our stands. I can, I can only imagine what's going to happen. Uh, we have to be real careful and think about this before we do anything rash. Oi, Josuke! Um, Okayasu! Josuke! I tried wiping my ass, and my asshole's gone now! I have two hands! But good thing is that my dad's dead! Uh, no dignity. everybody and welcome back to No Dignity, the podcast about the cultural phenomenon that is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I am one of your co-hosts, Chris Ng. And I am Alex. Why do you always do that? Here's a go. You just, just, just one name? Come on. Okay, I'm, Put it out there. I'm Alex Vargas. There you go. Um, this is your spoiler warning. We talk about a specific topic every week, but we reserve the right to talk about anything in any part. So if you don't want to be spoiled, turn back now. It's the point of no return. We're going to start getting in spoiler region like within this second. Yeah, especially since uh, this week we are talking about Requiem Stands. Ooh, good old Golden Boys. Uh, episode 34 just aired. We got to see Chariot Requiem in action. It's like old and uh, like this old French looking knight. Looks like an even older French looking knight now. Uh, and it got us talking about what would part four Requiem stands look like. So we each made a list of what we think uh, the Requiem abilities of the part four stands are. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to go for it. All right. Um, you know, why don't, why don't you tell us which stands like uh, I'll let you pick the order. OK. But before you do, uh, what was your. What was your strategy in coming up with Requiem Stands? Okay, so I, I tried thinking to myself, like, okay, like, their main ability, what if I can do that, but just, like, I guess, I, I know with um Gold Experience, it just kind of gained a new ability out of nowhere. Like, that wasn't really related to uh, what it had beforehand. But with mine, yeah. I just wanted to, like, jump off of what we already had. I wanted to be like, okay, we have this, well, now we can do this better. And I did the opposite because, uh, as you say, gold experience gets a completely unrelated power. So does Silver Chariot. Mm-hmm. I mean, Silver Chariot stab things. Silver Chariot Requiem switch souls. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it doesn't really seem to have much correlation to their original powers. Really? So a lot of mine are not thematically connected. They are just completely randomized. Um but there are about four or five which are kind of thematically connected. I tried but, being uh, a, a little smart on mine. I tried being like, well if you do this, you do this now. <laughs> oh mine are stupid. I'm I'm promising you now, listeners, mine are stupid. Oh mine can be just as stupid, just you wait. Alright, let's see who's more stupider. Uh, where are we starting? Are we starting minor and going to major? Or are we going to go major to minor? I just have a list that's all over the place. Uh, all right, well, let's just do it. All right. Let's just do all it. All right, so first on my list, Star Platinum Requiem. All right. Yeah, we decided to do Star Platinum anyway, even though it's kind of a <laughs> part three stand. He's like the first stand we see in part in part four. That's true. All right. So I want I want your Star Platinum Requiem first. 
Okay, um, I have two answers for this. One of them is stupider than the other one. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start with that one. I called it Star Platinum and the World, where he just gets both. (laughs) So he gets two punchy ghosts. (laughs) Yeah, like the world just kind of appears, and uh, he can stop time now twice. So like when one ends, the other one can start. And then he can aura and muda at the same time. I'd say it's overpowered, but, you know, that's the point. (laughs) uh the other version i had which was a little bit less stupid uh would be that jotaro could create anchor points in time so um like he just pick a time like this is now an anchor point and then at any other time in the future he can punch that person back to that anchor point (laughs) that sounds like hell yeah so it's like oh i want to be 1999 morio and then like you know cut to part six just punch Jolene back to 1999 Morio. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like she's just there now. She's there. No way to get back. Nope. Well, that's something. I mean, we're not really sure how Requiem stands work. That's... Other than it seems to the effect seems to stop when the stand dies. Yeah. But I mean, uh, we don't I mean as far as we know, <laughs> Diavolo is still living in his continuous hell so yeah yeah well it's odd because um in the new episode i guess i maybe didn't pick up on this in the manga but um he turned into silver chair requiem uh, earlier and then polnareff took the arrow out of his hand and he reverted back and in his case uh, requiem was just a temporary state um triggered by the arrow yeah yeah that would be interesting to analyze on its own mm-hmm. um we'll have to talk about that again because i need i saw that too and i was like maybe i need to reread those manga panels because maybe i missed it yeah i think i misread something i don't know we gotta go t- well we will investigate listeners we'll get back to you <laughs> all right. okay what's your star platinum all right my star platinum can rewind time up to like a minute and hit resume whenever it feels like so it can, it can stop time rewind Right, but the physical effects of its opponent still carry, so it can perpetually just keep beating on somebody for like five minutes, and it's gonna seem way longer than five minutes. Oh, gee, <laughs> right? Ouch! And um, his time stop also goes up to thirty seconds. Wow, that's what I thought. You know, I, I thought to myself like, okay, well, his best thing that he can do is aura and stop time. What if I just give him a even even more time to just aura even more? Yeah, that's rough. That's good. All right, what's next? All right, Crazy Diamond Requiem. Okay. Um, I'm actually stupidly proud of this one. And this was now my new headcanon. I'm excited to hear it. Okay, so the biggest question that... Okay, there's several large questions that go completely unanswered in JoJo. Yes. One... Stand abilities are either born with or you get the arrow unless you're a Joe star because apparently they just somehow manifest themselves because Dio stabbed himself. Yeah. Question mark. Kind of. Um, Giorno gets a random ability at 15. Question mark. <laughs> um, you know, it's a one in 10,000 chance for Jonathan to have Hamon powers yet. Joseph is born with it. Question mark. <laughs> um, so here's what crazy diamond Requiem does. Crazy Diamond Requiem protects everyone in your family for all time. For all time? Yeah. By giving them exactly what they need uh, to survive the most dangerous thing that will happen to them. So, um, when he first gets it and activates it, it is A, the cause of all Joestar birthmarks throughout all time, past and future. Oh. 
B, it is why Joseph, Jotaro, and even Josuke himself and Jorno get their stands. Wow. It it is why Jonathan and Joseph both have uh Hamon powers. Wait, wait, wait. Let me interrupt you a little bit on this one. Is this yeah. how Josuke saves himself? It is how Josuke <laughs> saves himself. <laughs> oh, this is great. Um and it even it, it even protects every Joe star in every timeline, which is why even in the SBR and Hat Josuke universe, they have stands and birthmarks. Well, they explain how Johnny gets his stand in SBR, but I, I guess well, I, 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 of course, but if he the reason he got one is because of Crazy Diamond Requiem. Okay, okay, I see what you mean. <laughs> I see what you mean. I'm stupidly proud of this it's, one. It's good. It solves all the questions, and um, I feel like it, it fits the theme. This is one of the few that fit the theme of like healing and protection. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had this vision. Every time I wrote a Requiem stand, I had this vision of like, okay, what's the moment where they grab the arrow and they're looking at their stand and like, okay, now's the time. <laughs> and I was like, what would Joe be thinking about? It's like, I got to protect everyone in my family. And then, boom, just this ripple effect of... Yeah, Pro- literally protecting everyone by giving them the power they need to protect themselves. I'm just gonna guess that uh, there was a little slip up there when uh, Jonathan was on that boat in part one. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it doesn't make you immune and protected forever, but I think it gives you the strength you need to conquer the the trouble you need to conquer in that moment. Okay, I see. I see what you mean because technically Jonathan's still kind of one at the end there. Right. Yeah. And you know, Dio. I mean, this is a whole other discussion about why does Jonathan's body not work with Dio and my headcanon being that Jonathan's body is actively fighting against Dio yeah. the entire time. But um, I mean, they say that. Don't, so that's they say that. Do don't they? They? Yeah. Yeah. That the Hamon in Jonathan's body is uh, it's rejecting Dio. Oh, um, maybe I missed that. I don't know. I'll have to go back to look at that. Ah, well. But anyway, there's my crazy diamond requiem. My crazy. What's yours? My crazy diamond requiem is boring compared to yours. All right. My. <laughs> <laughs> Mine can just change the shape of objects at will and basically like transform like one um I guess non-organic object into a different non-organic object as long as the sizes kind of match. So you can turn like oh, okay. you can turn like a building to like a skyscraper, right? I mm. I also want him to be able to basically put together incomplete thoughts or memories, right? To go along with the whole Ooh. healing thing. So let's say like you have like a something you're trying to remember or something he uses it and it's a complete memory again, right? Like, oh. like as good as as good as new, as good as it happened like five seconds ago or something like that. Oh, I like that. That's good. I like that especially. <laughs> That's cool. Ah man, mine my, my really does seem boring next to yours. Oh, stop! <laughs> but I, I did like the idea that right, like uh, you can just turn things into different things. I thought that'd be really useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like the the Giorno level of like uh, cleverness, but without the limitations of having it to be like a snake or something. Yeah, uh, that's where uh, uh, Joseph got his Tommy gun. Ah, uh, yeah, like see, a, yeah, like a wallet, go. and then he was just like, "Hey, you know what?" Nice. All right, what's next? Okay, next Aqua Necklace Requiem. Uh, mine's stupid. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay, uh, in a one mile radius. All men become vampires and all women become Hamon users. <laughs> Is there, I know you said there wouldn't be much correlation, but I'm still trying to. No, like... there's no correlation to this one at all. It just is. So That's just what happens. So all men and women in the area just turn into vampires and Hamon users. Yep. 
<laughs> Hopefully it's not daytime. Otherwise, those dudes are going to be in for a nasty surprise. <laughs> oh, that's... And they have a lot of people in their houses, too, depending where you use it, like, on their building. Yeah. And I assume this goes, like, all the way up and down, like, laterally. Uh, one mile radius, so yeah, like a one mile sphere from where you're standing. God, that's huge. Oh, that's not the largest radius I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm almost scared. See the next okay. one. Alright, so. Uh, what's yours? My Aqua Necklace Requiem was that it can cause rainstorms that it can freely swim around in, and a mass of body as big as, like, Godzilla. Right? Ooh, kaiju level. Yeah. That's good. And that once it's inside somebody, it can possess them. Right? Almost like, uh, Oof. almost like Kakyoin. Except if he actually used it. Oh, yeah. I like I like that yours have like two two devilishly powerful powers. That's cool. <laughs> uh, I like those. I, I thought to myself, those like, well, what if Aqua Necklace was able to control Josuke's mom, like after it got inside of her, right? And like try to place bad. some kind of scheme on him. But uh, you know. All right. Yeah. All right. So next one, bad company requiem. Okay. <laughs> My bad company requiem is that each member of bad company gets their own stand. Oh my god. <laughs> Just tiny mini stands. Are they all like tailored to that specific soldier too? I don't know. I think they're as equally as varied and random as all other stands. So it's just like a bunch of random tiny stand users. I love that. God, no. I, I That'd be so like, you have to face the stand user and his stand users. Right. <laughs> And what if, what if one of them has one that makes, like, a colony stand? You're just screwed. See? Well, but, like, but I, I like the idea that the effects are also tiny, like, oh, you can freeze time, but only, like, in a six-inch radius. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, man. Mine were just that the soldiers can call in extra reinform- reinforcements, and they can, dr- and they can basically charge, they can basically, like, given, like, I, I want to say like half an hour, they can basically create a nuke that can decimate anything into like the same void that um, everything that Okiyasu touches with the hand goes. Ooh. Right? So basically just like mini like nothing exists here blast anymore. So it's like Bad Company Manhattan Project? Yes. Like, Actually, that should... A bunch of tiny little that, scientists that, come out. That should be its name. Bad Company Manhattan Project. There you go. That's pretty cool. I like that one too. <laughs> All right. Next one. Adam Hartfather. Um... Everyone speaks a different language than they did a minute ago. All right. <laughs> so I just went all like biblical Tower of Babel on this one. I mean, you can't communicate with anybody anymore. I mean, is it the effects permanent or can you like stop them? I don't know. Okay. That's, that's good. <laughs> I didn't read right that far. <laughs> all right. So mine is that he can pull others into the picture and basically trade places with them. Right. Ooh. And like he can basically just get like any old picture and he can like trap someone inside of it oh that's pretty cool right so he can essentially trade he can essentially come back to life as long as he finds someone to trade places with him mm-hmm. um of course yeah, that's, that's good. this is within a certain range it has to be like touch like touch level right um yeah i, I thought to myself like is his stand really just him floating inside the picture like is there nothing more there beyond i guess life after yeah, i don't death? know it's hard to know because he's dead right yeah. so it's like what would that look like when he was alive? It would have been an interesting question. Yeah. Did he ever, did it have a different form when he was alive? I think that's an even yeah. more interesting question. Um, okay. So the next one, the hand requiem. Uh, the hand requiem can pull souls out of the afterlife and stick it into a new body. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like doesn't, it's, it's sort of like the incomplete portion of, 
uh, of Crazy Diamond. Yeah. Like, he could put his grandfather back together, but not bring the soul back. Uh, Okuyasu could have just ripped the soul back, like, here you go. Ripped the soul out of existence itself. Yeah, or just just pull it back from the afterlife. Just reach out, yank it back, shove it into any old body. He can also shove it into an already occupied body, displacing the soul inside of it. I thought we would have gotten a Dapio uh, Diavolo situation, where they both occupy the same body. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, I'm going to change it. It's that now. <laughs> that's a better idea. All right. So mine is that it has two hands now, right? And if it yeah. basically has those hands like create a circular motion after like one minute, it creates a black hole that just starts sucking stuff in. Nice. Right? I'm talking about like it has the, the same strength as it does whenever it pulls like space towards itself. So this thing's right. pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, got, I believe this was inspired to me uh, when I saw a meme about uh, Okiyasu. Uh, masturbating and he accidentally uh handed his uh genitalia away yeah i thought yeah rough one there okay so you gotta think <laughs> these things through i i can see that happening um okay so the next one boy to man requiem uh boy to man requiem can access every email account in existence in his head <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he would do with that, but he can do it. He just does it? Yep, he can send, read, reply. I mean, all of them. <laughs> We're getting into, like, Paisley Park levels of stuff here. Um, I guess so. <laughs> I, I like the idea that it's, like, 1999, and, like... Right, there's, like, only 10 email yeah, addresses. Yeah, there's, like, 10 email addresses he's going through, <laughs> and he's like, this is a really weird, specific power. Like, what, what can I do with this? When am I going to use this? And then, you know, 10 years later, oh, man, I hate this power. <laughs> He's like seeing his girlfriend cheat on him. <laughs> um, all right, so my boy to man requiem is that the um uh, the user can predict the opponent's next move, right? As long as they're like oh, their yeah, of course, immediate next move, right? And instead of um having to use rock paper scissors to steal their life force, um he just it just speeds it up because it's already stealing their life force as long as they're within like ten feet of him. Ooh. I was also playing around the idea that it pulls out a giant, like, rock, paper, and scissors to attack you with. Nice. <laughs> but, you know, that, that, one, that one, I'm not too set on that idea. That's pretty cool. I love it. <laughs> I'm trying to make the best out of a, a useless stand. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so next one. Cheap Trick Requiem. Ah, cheap Trick. Uh, okay. Uh, writes the name of your soulmate on your palm for everyone in a 25-mile radius. So everyone in 25 miles just has, like, this person's name okay. on their hand. Yep. And, okay. Wait, can they see it? Yep. Can they, everyone just sees it? Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just, like, tattooed on your hand now. Like, this is your soulmate. Wow. I can imagine the awkward dates that come from that. Where it's, like, some yeah. dude's taking Ooh, his girl actually. out. Right? And then, like, he looks at his hand, and she's like, who's that tattooed on your hand? Uh, Tizuma. And then he's like, oh, uh, babe, I'm sorry. I prom I don't know who this is. She's like, why do you have them tattooed on your hand? And he's like, why do you have them tattooed on your hand, too? <gasps> and, you know, uh, drama. Gaspin Japanese. Yeah, exactly. Drama ensues. Uh, big news. Then Cheap Tricks defeated. And everyone's like, what happened to the tattoos? Um, so mine was that Cheap Trick, upon staring at something for five minutes, it can rip their soul out. Oof. Right? So the, the gimmick here isn't to, like is that not only can you not have people look at your back, you also can't stay in the same place too long or else Cheap Trick's going to kill somebody. 
Ooh, I like it. So you have to be constantly moving unless you want everyone around you to start dying. That's really scary. That's really, really scary. I mean, I thought like, you know, cheap trick. It's just supposed to be the most like annoying thing, right? Like the most like the deadly, like bothersome burden that you have to carry. So I thought like, oh, you put other people in jeopardy too? Then yeah. that Yeah. Because I mean, think about it. How long can you realistically keep doing that like not really that long it's, maybe an hour or two yeah, it's gonna wear you down yeah that's that's really scary i don't like it i don't <laughs> like it next one all right cinderella requiem uh transforms gold into bone and bowl uh bone into gold i mean hey any dinner any dinner at kfc is gonna be like you're hitting the jackpot <laughs> i also think it's a it's kind of a creepy combat ability because yeah. gold is not that strong you just turn all your bones into gold. it's a malleable metal yeah start denting your skeleton Ooh, yeah i can see i can see how that'd be very useful surprisingly <laughs> mine is that it can completely alter someone's appearance without needing like a second person or like to replace parts like you can just mm. completely alter someone's physical appearance Ooh, that's good too. I'm talking like height, race, even accent. Ooh. Right? It's like the perfect disguise stand. Um, that only works on other people. We're not having a yellow temperance where it works on <laughs> themselves. Right, yeah. No, that's cool. I like it. <laughs> All right. Next one. Earth, wind, and fire requiem. Um, he can transform into a stand arrow and it works. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just for the benefit of everyone else. I, well, I guess. I mean, if Mikitaka is interested in, like, stabbing people. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. But wait, wait, wait. What if he makes his hand into the stand arrow and then he pierces himself again? Oh, double requiem. Double. What was the double? What's the double requiem after that? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I didn't write a double requiem. I just wrote a requiem. <laughs> All right. So mine is that he can generate destructive forces like high pressure water and, like, fire. And he can also create, like, a miniature earthquake within, mm. like... I want to say a mile radius. Nice. Right? That, that's very scary. Very Avatar, but even worse. <laughs> I, I thought to myself, like, well, his name's Earth, Wind, and Fire, right? Like, there's absolutely nothing in that yeah. within his, like, actual powers. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, so next one, Echo's Requiem. Okay, I really like this one, too. Uh, Echo's Requiem can uh, transfer years of life from one person to another or from one object to another. Ooh, that is. Okay, so like, okay, so let's say, is it like a straight swap or can he just add on while taking from something else? Um, Like it has to be a, a swap within like two targets that are nearby. So mm -hmm. like he is confronting Yoshikage Kira. Mm -hmm. He's famously 33 years old. Yes. He could absorb 30 of those years and put them into himself, making uh, Koichi like 46 and then Kira three. Oh, so does it pull an Alessi where like it actually de-ages him or? Yes. Yeah. It de-ages or ages forward. Okay. Or he could do it on an object. So if there's like a tree that's 100 years old, he could just add 100 years of that time into your life and then you just turn to dust. Oh, see what I had here was that like it was like, oh, there's how many years they have left to like live. Right. So, like, if he had, let's say, Joseph and a turtle, and, he, like, one of the turtles that lives, like, be, like, 120 or something like that, like, he just takes, like, oh, he see. just takes 100 years out of a turtle and adds it to Joseph, so Joseph's, like, 185 when he dies. Ah, uh, no, 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 this is, like, actually happening in real time. <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of scary. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit Alessi Requiem, but I don't know, I, 
for me, this was one of the few that I went thematic because I feel like Koichi is such a story about growing up and wanting to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, but what if I could actually make myself older right now? He can get into the club. No issue. Exactly. That, you'd have to have no dignity to do something like that. Yeah, he would. Koichi really steals years. <laughs> no dignity. All right. So next one, Enigma Requiem. Wait, you didn't do yours. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. All right, so um, the user can attach destructive sound effects on anything, including air and smoke, right? Ooh, that's good. Now, I'm kind of copying Boku no Rhythm from Part 7, but I thought, like, it just fits so well, right? Mm. A, a second one I was considering was that he can have any power that rhymes with three, right? So I thought, like, freeze, trees, bees... Like, what if he shoots, like, a, a swarm of bees at you? <laughs> Koichi can save the environment. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. So, uh, next one, Enigma Requiem. Okay. Enigma Requiem. Um, for In a seven-mile radius, mm-hmm. everyone sings their inner thoughts like a musical. <laughs> okay. That, that seems a whole lot more like a, like a Requiem kind of thing. Just thinking about like uh, Silver Chair Requiem and like how everyone around it just goes to sleep. Yeah, yeah. This is just like everyone's going to be singing their inner thoughts, even if you don't want to be saying it. <laughs> um, is there like, are they all to the same tune or they, they have their own music? I think so. It would have to be like, you know, the special musical episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> so it's like one big tune that everyone's singing to. Yeah. They all take turns. Because that'd be hilarious. Yeah, I think I think it's very well choreographed. And like, <laughs> so they just do it like they don't know who else is singing because that person's like five miles away. But they're yep, and they're just singing whatever. Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh, mine, he just flattens his enemies into more than just paper, right? Like he can flatten them into like let's say the crosswalking sign on like the street, or like he'll just flatten them into a wall, and he doesn't need to see like their fear. Um, oh, okay. But he does need to get like close to them because he needs to push them into the wall or the floor. Oh, nice. I like it. Right. Um, now let's get on to the best one. Uh, Harvest Requiem. Oh, Harvest. I want to do a whole episode on Harvest because the more I think about Harvest, the more frightened I get about <laughs> Harvest. How much uh, power Shigichi really held? It's just If he had just gotten older, dear God. <laughs> um, okay, so Harvest Requiem... It targets two people, mm-hmm. and uh, so Harvest swarms all over them, mm-hmm. and then when the swarm is done, one person is the other person's stand. So, oh, so it can make people into stands? Yep. That's... And that's just what you are now. Do they contain their, like, consciousness? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> I know. You're just restricted to be, like, somebody's, like, weird little power? Yep. Wait, does it always have to be humanoid or is it just like, can it be like a, like an invisible stand too? Like one of those ones where it's just an ability. I don't know. Um, I, I, cause I'm not sure. Like does the person that becomes a stand also get a cool power or is it just like, nah, you're just the same person. <laughs> but I, I think that's more hellish. Yeah. To just be like, nah, it's just a regular it's person. It's a regular person. You don't have any powers, but you're his stand now. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess you could do menial tasks, <laughs> like, you know. You can like <laughs> clean or can probably flick something. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, but I don't know. The, the power version is probably cooler, but the, what the more torturous way would be to just be normal. Yeah. So. No, that is, that's like having a ghost follow you just for the rest of your life yeah. now. God, it's, it's terrible. 
Um, all right, so my harvest requiem is that it generates a lot more harvest, but they're smaller, right? Ooh, and what mini harvest. and what they do is that they basically steal what you find valuable in yourself. Oh, very good, very good. Oh, that's a very good right. One. I so like, that one a lot. so like, let's say you're really good at like painting or something like that, right? They just take that. They can take that, and they can. Or if you have really interesting colored eyes, yeah, you can just take that from you, right? Ooh, that's he, a good one. You know, because I thought to myself, like, well, his stand is all about scavenging and finding things that are valuable, or at least it's how he uses it, right? So if you take that mm-hmm. to the next level, right, with things that he finds valuable in other people. And, you know, I thought to myself, well, that can be scary on its own, right? Someone just takes, like, your ability to, like, read or something like that. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's really good. Getting just a... That's really good. We're getting a little into part eight territory with soft and wet and what it does. But this is, like, way more than soft and wet. Yeah, you know, it was funny because the more I was trying to think about, like, big reality bending powers the more i realized that part six did a lot of them already Mm -hmm. and so it kind of got hard near the end i was like running out of ideas (laughs) speaking of reality bending our next stand heaven's door requiem oh i like this one too this i was really proud of this one so um heaven's door requiem will transport you to a room Mm -hmm. along with the person you need to have a conversation with living or dead oh and you cannot leave that room until you have resolved the issues with that person. Wow. That's, I can see that being heavy. It is. And I can see Rohan also hating it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wait, does he have to wait? Does he have to wait for it every time? Does he have to wait for it? No, I don't think so. I think it just happens. Like you just get transported to some magical, you know, Mr. President like room. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're just stuck in there until you resolve whatever issues you have with that person. And so does this happen in real time or is it like super fast for him? Um, no, I think it's instantaneous for the person like in real time. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a, a Dragon Ball Z hyperbolic time chamber situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking like, that's probably how it'd have to be. I wish he'd just use that on Josuke so he can actually have a conversation with Joseph. Yeah, see? I see that there you go. I felt like we were really going to get to that point somewhere in the part, but it never really happened. Yeah. And I was just a little disappointed. There's just a lot of people that I think and this is maybe the kindest stand I've ever created because there are a lot of unresolved things in JoJo. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine Jotaro getting a chance to talk things over with Kakuin? Oh. Yeah. Or even Jolene and Jotaro to like really hash it out? Like these are kind of a gift yeah yeah no I, I can see that and i think it definitely fit into later rohan uh like in the ovas and like one shots and such yeah where his attitude really does change and he's more sympathetic of a person all right so my heaven's door requiem is that it can rewrite the rules of reality for 10 minutes at a time oh right so Ouch. it just basically opens like a page in the middle of like in midair right right and it can say gravity does not work right or like gravity's reversed, or like, or like short people are goblins or something like that, you know. So he he basically has the Minecraft server controls. <laughs> yes, he does have the server controls, <laughs> right? <laughs> he has the server controls, uh, but it only works for ten minutes at a time. In which case, he has to he has to recharge afterwards. Yeah, that's cool. I like that one. Right, and this is like universal too. The range is unlimited on that one. Um, and depending on what he writes, it is temporary for like certain things, but he has to specify that it's temporary. Um, Very cool. All right. So next one, Hermit Purple Requiem. 
okay, it reverts all technology back to 1939 levels in a 25 mile radius. <laughs> so, uh, everyone with a PDA in Morio just turns into a notebook. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it just it just puts the world back to when Joseph was in his prime, so he can like feel comfortable again. <laughs> just so we can feel comfortable. Yeah. Does this work on buildings too? Like, do they look old timey? I think so. I think it's. I don't think it's like a one to one. Like, oh, time is reversed. I just think like, yeah, it's like old versions of everything there. Mm-hmm. Question: Does it make the older versions like a Western version? Like, how would Joseph would have uh, grown up with it? Oh, like, um, like is it nineteen thirty nine England slash America? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. It would. Probably. So like, there's just suddenly a bunch of signs that no one knows how to read in Morio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's dressed with, like smoky yeah everyone's just like smoky and they're just like what the hell um i i like that idea right i like how the possible advantages it could give him um even if it seems very very situational yeah but he's it's joseph joestar he'd think of something yeah he'd find something so uh, i thought iron man for mine and like what can get joseph moving again so my hermit purple requiem is a wearable suit of vines right they grant Ooh. they grant him enhanced movement and strength alongside providing basically a video feed of whatever he desires to see. As long as that's within like actually no, there is no range for that. That's not the range part. Uh the range part is that he can see like the map of wherever he is for a mile. Like in a in a uh, mile radius. Okay, so it's yeah, stand Iron Man. That's cool. I like it. I, I thought to myself, like, you know, oh the, the picture, um, Except, like, or like how, no, what really um, did it for me was when he made the map on the floor when he was fighting Empress. Oh, of the oh. ash, yeah. Yeah. So I thought to myself, okay, well, what if he can just constantly have that map there? Um, and, you know, gain some ability to fight. Uh, yeah, I like it. Like Joseph's main, um, like his main ability, running away, our next stand is Highway Star Requiem. Okay. Are you familiar with the concept of secondary superpowers? Uh, please, please, uh, fill in our audience. Okay. So <clears throat> let's say you take the flash. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the flash's superpower is essentially super speed, mm-hmm. but logically speaking in, in a world that operates on physics, the flash actually has a number of secondary superpowers in order for his actual superpower to work. Yes. So for example, friction immunity, uh, super deceleration, Super accelerated, like, perception of time. Because if all you had was super speed, you couldn't really do anything with it, right? Yeah. So Highway Star Requiem gives the target super speed, but that's it. <laughs> oh, so you're going to burn yourself to death. And you're more likely to just, like, splatter yourself into a wall. <laughs> oh, this is cool. Oh. You can't stop. Yeah, you, can't, you, you can't stop it. Nope, you just keep going. <laughs> Boom. That's really smart. Mine... I, it's not very similar, but it does involve walls. So my okay. my highway star requiem, <laughs> right, is that it can separate itself into multiple highway stars. Uh, okay, that create illusionary walls to trick their opponents into believing they've hit a dead end. Ooh, that's good. So it basically, creates like it can basically like make like a maze of fake walls around you just to give, so you give up hope of like ever finding a way to escape from it. Oh, I like oh, it. Yeah. I like Suck it. out your life energy, as uh, that guy just so happens to do. Uh, speaking of harming another one can't heal yourself <laughs> highway star has something to say about that um so our next one the best stand in the whole part the lock requiem 
Okay, the lock requiem turns the target into a sentient robot. Ooh, do they get like robot abilities? Nope, you're just a robot now. Okay, like an android, basically. <laughs> I didn't know we were getting a surface requiem. Or... I guess that would make more sense as surface requiem, but oh well, mine don't make sense. <laughs> super, so that's, super that's just fly. too bad. <laughs> super fly. You just turn into a robot. Oh. You know what's irritating is uh, actually my Surface Requiem would probably make more sense with the Lock Requiem too. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> All right. So my uh, my thing for the Lock is that it can be placed on any living being, no matter whether they feel guilty for him or not, right? But if they feel in intent, ill intent towards the user, the Lock just gets bigger and bigger, right? Now we're not talking about like emotional. We're talking about physical. Like it is actually wrapped around your heart. Ugh. And you can, like, eventually, like, if you get so mad at this guy, it's going to basically, like, weigh your heart down and rip it out from where it is. Ugh. Messy, I know. I like it, though. But it's good. I thought to myself, well, how would I make this useful? Right. <laughs> that, that, I find myself saying that a lot for this. How do I make it useful? Um, so the next one is uh, Love Deluxe Deluxe. <laughs> love deluxe deluxe for me is um after wrapping up the target in hair uh you you switch their gender <laughs> okay so would yukako be a lesbian if uh she gave koichi just a real big squeeze one day no i think i think the intent for me behind it was that anytime a girl got close to him she would just transform him into a guy oh that would <laughs> that would fit with her Right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, mine was just that um, she can sway the leanings of one's heart. Oh, that's like good she too. can make someone desire something like or like hate it. But it's very specific, right? So like, I like. What it. are your thoughts on this? She's like, well, I'm gonna make him hate it. You know. Um, I just thought that that would also help her with uh, Koichi, <laughs> right? Any any girls try to talk about Koichi? She's like, no, you hate Koichi, right? Nice. I like it. It's good. Um, Pearl Jam Requiem. Pearl Jam Requiem grants a person tremendous improbable luck, but another person will also have tremendous improbable bad luck as a result. Ooh, does it have to be connected or are they just unrelated? Mm, I think it's unrelated. Unrelated? <laughs> so so someone's having like the best day of their life. Someone else is having a real crap day. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> mine is... Uh, the stand can be like used at will without needing food, um, and oh, that's good it too, can take yeah. the food inside someone's stomach, and it can turn it into stone. Ooh, right. Now we're talking about bowel movements here. We're talking like you had a big Ugh. meal, like it could either like weigh weigh you down seriously or even like kill you. Ugh. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, doesn't Pearl Jam already hurt you even just a little bit right before it? Uh, Goes ahead and heals you. I mean, that's true. <laughs> um, all right, next. All right, next, next. Rat Requiem. Uh, you get genius loci powers. So basically, you know everything about a city, um, and you you have a deep, deep, instinctive understanding of what's going on in the perimeter of the city. Mm -hmm. And that's it? That's it. Oh. You just know it. <laughs> you just know the city really well. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know where people are walking around in the city. Like, oh, this is where they are. You're the ultimate tourist. Yeah. Or, you, oh, somebody dropped a wallet. I know where it is. Like, you just know everything about the location. Oh, wow. With, you know, along with Bug Eaton's already, you know, sniper rifle ability is actually kind of scary. That is kind of scary because you know where someone's going to be. Yeah. But only in Morio. Only in Morio. 
Yeah, so, it doesn't work anywhere else. So, so you're gonna be like Brazil or something like that. You try to use the stand, and you're like, "Why am I picturing Morio right now?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, mine was the spread shot. It's the exact same stand, except it has like spread shot and grenades now. Oh, okay. Right. That's pretty good. Just for oh, like yeah. extended like range or like area of effect. Yeah. Because I thought to myself, well, this stand's already scary, right? Like this stand's already pretty powerful. Uh, how do I change? <laughs> how do I add more to it? Um, next one: Red Hot Chili Pepper Requiem. Red Hot Chili Pepper Requiem puts you in an illusion, um, but the illusion is so complicated because part of the illusion world is that you believe your life you were living before was an illusion world, oh. and that you have just been released from that illusion world. So you just get false reality. Yeah, but you believe, but you remember everything about your previous reality, but you think that was a fake reality. So you just get tricked. Yeah, because I think that's always the problem with like, ooh, you're in a false reality. It's like they try to make you believe it never happened. No, this is better because it acknowledges your past life, mm-hmm. but that was the trick. And you don't want to go back to the trick. Yeah. And your the illusion includes like intensive psychotherapy sessions to help you remember to not go back to the false world because that's not real. This is real. Jesus. Yeah. And then um you you slowly starve to death while that's happening. Oh, I thought uh it was just so uh Otoishi can play some rock jams and have you not remember it. <laughs> so it <laughs> no, sounds like it... new every time. Oh, that would be good too. Uh, that's like, but again, my a lot of mine don't really make sense. They're just like random powers. True, true. That's what that's the kind of idea I tried using in mine. So in my Red Hot Chili Pepper Requiem, he can sap the electricity out of someone's brain, right? Ooh, ouch! Because you know how memory is transferred through like little electrical signals in the brain. So I thought to myself, he can basically steal that electricity and use it on himself, so he can steal your memories. Oh, okay. It, I like it. It that's can good. steal your memories and use them. He can play the same guitar riff for you every time, and you'd still be impressed because you've never heard it before. At least you think you never heard it before. Nice. Next, Stray Cat Requiem. Um, hmm. I don't think I've finished writing this one because all I have here, it says Ebola. <laughs> it just gives you Ebola. I don't really know. I, I think I was started it, and I don't think I finished it. But what if it does just... I don't remember what I was thinking about, but okay, a Stray Cat Requiem is Ebola. It just gives you Ebola. I guess. I don't know. We'll go with that. I mean, it's deadly. Um, okay, so mine it was that it grows legs and it can steal air out of someone's lungs. Ah, I hate it. I hate so it. So it can basically just like stroll around wherever it feels like and just steal air out of people because its power is all about air pressure and like bubbles and stuff, or at least yeah. shooting a pressurized bubble. Um, yeah, I like it. So next we have the most powerful stand that you could think of. Superfly Requiem. Oh boy. Okay. Um, <laughs> where did I put that one? What did we do with a pylon? Wait, where's my saber? Oh, here he is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone in a 25 mile radius is now a cat. Oh. Um, if you have a stand, you still have a stand, but it's now a cat stand. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah, basically, that's so cute—a little, little <laughs> tiny Stark, star Stark Catnum, Stark Catnum, um, Caddy Diamond, um, uh, <laughs> meow, meows Act Three, yeah, I was, meows I was, Cat Three. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. <laughs> um, I hate, I hate myself. Now. <laughs> I hate that I did this. Uh, red hot feline. I don't know. Straight. Uh, what if straight cats just do a human? Oh yeah. That'd, that'd be weird. That only works on stray cat. Like it's the only one that turns into a human. 
Does that though may mean Killer Queen is no longer a cat? Oh. <laughs> just like a man. <laughs> yeah, just to, yeah, you know, they switch they re- they reverse roles. Gear <laughs> as a cat and there's just a dude walking yeah, around behind. It's just a dude right behind them. Uh, oh man, mine was that it can ride the pylon like a car and trap people within it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sitting on the top and it's just moving. Yeah, it's around. just moving. It's just like it's 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 just like dragging the floor like under it. <laughs> like it's not floating or anything it's just like being scraped against the floor forward yeah so like pretend he's steering yeah it. he's just like choo choo here we go he has like an imaginary stealing moving. steering wheel in his hand oh i love it's it not, it's I not even that. fast it just like <laughs> it just goes forward <laughs> all right are you ready for our last one I'm- i have two more you have two more yeah, Surface and Akchung Baby. Oh, I forgot to mention Akchung Baby. Uh, the next one is Surface Requiem. Okay, so um, Surface Requiem has the perhaps the most powerful ability I wrote, which is that um, you know every last detail of an enemy stand. Oh, huh. I mean, that's literally the only, like, one of the main conceits of the whole show slash manga is that, crap, we have to figure out what the enemy stand does. No, he just knows it already. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna really suck if they uh if you don't know if they're if you're not fighting a stand user. It's also gonna really suck because it's Hazamata that has it. Yeah. Oh Hazamata that the creep. Yeah the creepiest that, of creeps. That creep. I mine, I forgot where I was going with it, but the one thing I have in my notes is he no wood retard. <laughs> so I guess what I was going for is that it can create like a perfect copy of somebody, including their stand. <laughs> But he controls oh, them. Oh, boy. So essentially, he has two stands. Oh, yeah, that's not fair. Right? And because he's a creep, he can definitely use this for creep activities. Oh. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. So next one, final one, Ak Chung Baby. I'm going to go ahead and think of mine on the fly. Go. Okay. So my Ak Chung Baby it actually has a separate stand name. It's called Ak Chung Baby Slaughterhouse 5. Uh, because... <laughs> Like the protagonist in Slaughterhouse-Five, Shizuka becomes unstuck in time. So she will just randomly appear at different points of time. Oh, so she just, this is like this random Japanese baby in like 1920s America, random Japanese baby in like 2099. Yeah, but you know, at least she can turn invisible, so she'll be fine. (laughs) Okay. But you know. Okay, so think of this off the top of my head. Actual baby for me. I think Akchung Baby Requiem would be able to um what I think what I what I think is that like okay, it'd be able to make air visible, right? Oh. I'm talking about like okay. you can see like the air particles and it obscures everyone's vision except hers. Oh. This is def mass invisibility. <laughs> I guess you can say mass invisibility, yeah, or mass I like it. mass visibility, extreme visibility. <laughs> Right, that's cool. I like. I just it. came up with that on the fly. <laughs> there you go. Hey, not bad. Oh man. So that's it. These are our interpretations of the part four requiem stands. Uh, do you love them? Do you hate them? What's your favorite? Do you have a better version? Um, what was your theory or thought? Please write us, tweet us, DM us. Also, um, um we didn't talk about Killer Queen because it already has a requiem form. Oh, that's right. Well, you know, I so we could argue about whether Killer Queen 
bites the dust is the requiem or not. I did make one in case you had one, but I said uh, it can plant a bomb on a person at any point in their timeline. Wow. So yeah. Just, <laughs> he can basically erase anyone he wants from like existence. Yeah. Well, you see, that's kind of how it was sort of when I was doing Crazy Diamond and Killer Queen, I was sort of they were the first ones I did because I was thinking about um, I guess I was trying to get into the right headspace for Requiem Sands. And I mean, essentially, both Requiem Sands and part five are just like convenient for the plot. Mm -hmm. Right. So I said to myself, OK, what would the Requiem Sand that Killer Queen had that would force Crazy Diamond to manifest this ability of protecting all of the Joe stars in every timeline. Yeah. And that would have to be to manifest a bomb at any point in your timeline. Huh. So if you were to manifest a bomb, um, on Josuke before he got Requiem and then because he already has, right. The and that is why that was exactly why he had to go back to save himself in time was because killer queen Requiem put a bomb on him as a kid. Oh, so Josuke wasn't going back to, push his mom out of the snow he was going back to deactivate the bomb oh and he had to get close to the car so he can use crazy diamond on him exactly yeah that was my micro fan fiction I, in my head i like how you fit all this stuff together i, I just well thank you i, I, I just no it's like it's really cool because you create this whole narrative that i want to exist now <laughs> i know i want to right? like this is my head like now i kind of wish that's what happened because that sounds cool um mine my Killer Queen Requiem was uh, basically he can cancel sound, right? I know this may not okay. sound too impressive, but I'm talking about like if he's murdering people, right? He can basically just cancel whatever noise that they're making. They can't, oh. they can't scream, they can't bang the walls or anything, right? They just can't make a sound. And he is, we already know that they can't stop him, right? At least, right. So there's absolutely nothing interfering anymore. Ugh. I just thought it fit well with the serial killer, you know, uh, tendencies. Yeah. Okay, so if you if you agree or disagree, let us know what you think, uh, and maybe we can talk about it on air. Yeah. You know what gets me a feeling so complicated is the meme of the week. Because, of course, JoJo memes are the best. Mm -hmm. um, so here's my favorite of this week. And it's kind of a cop-out because I think everyone in their mother has already seen it. Um, but this was posted on r slash Crusaders. Mm -hmm. The title of it is called Don't Ever Talk to Me or My Son Ever Again. Yes. And uh, it is the Diavolo version of the new OP. Mm -hmm. So it go it's a, it's a video. And it goes all the way through. So, you know, he... he it starts erasing time. He goes behind Giorno. And then right before he like, right as he gets behind him, the world happens. And then it cuts to <laughs> the part from uh, the part three one where, you know, Dio walks by Jotaro mm -hmm. and it's complete. Everything is completely rendered. So it does the whole 360 rotation. You see the behind the back of Diavolo. You see uh, the back of King Crimson and Giorno. And then he, he does the whole walk and he turns around and then he goes, Muda, Muda. And then it, it goes to the to be continued. Wow. Um, this guy must have put in tremendous amounts of effort. It's by user uh, lightning dash in dash my dash hand. <laughs> um, it has like 11,000 upvotes. So if you go there, I'm sure you'll find it. It is really great piece of uh, JoJo work. 
I mean, it's a it's a meme, but it's like super detailed meme. It's, I'm just I'm always so impressed with the the JoJo fandom. You guys are so sounds amazing. like they really put some time and effort into that. And uh, yeah, I know. I think it'd be great if people went and supported that, right? <laughs> I think we need uh, more high quality memes like that. Uh, which is yeah it's incredible so check it out all right what's yours all right mine not very high quality uh it's how non-stan users see wheel of fortune and it's the fish from spongebob driving an invisible car because <laughs> <laughs> i thought to myself like wait how do non-stan users actually see wheel of fortune is do they see it as like the crappy car he regularly drives or is it just invisible like entirely mm, that's a good question <laughs> and it is by i guess <laughs> yeah it is by jojo underscore no ho ho uh, that is J O J O underscore N Y O H O H O on Instagram. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, that was you know, make, all this talk about stands. I wondered to myself um, if we'd ever do a part three Requiem uh, retrospective. Oh, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll hit them all. Um, yeah, don't worry. We'll, we, <laughs> we'll run out of ideas eventually. Oh yeah, we'll do three and five and part two requiems. <laughs> I don't know how we'll do that, but we'll we'll think of something. <laughs> Stroheim requiem, the Axis powers win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit us with that outro. All right, well, uh, if you have any questions, inquiries, uh, and or such, you can email us at nodignitypodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we have a Twitter at nodignitypod. We have Instagram at no underscore dignity underscore podcast. And uh, we also do our own little stuff on the side. I run a YouTube channel, A Squid TV. Yeah, and uh, I have another podcast called Silhouette Zero. It's a Star Wars show. You can check that out at Sil Zero Media. That's S I L Z E R O Media.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Sil Zero Chris to find out info. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at A Squid TV. Same name across everything. And uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening to this episode of No Dignity Podcast. Hey, but before we go, did you hear that Koichi has an overdue library book? Really? No dignity. To be continued. <laughs>